Hello and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. Well, hello, truth seekers. Welcome back. We last left Nehemiah on his way to Jerusalem to help rebuild the wall. You see, the great city of Jerusalem, the city where the great King David once lived and built his palace, had been destroyed by the Babylonians. God had warned the Israelites if they did not turn from their wicked ways and return to him, then they would be removed from the land. And that is just what happened. The Babylonians came and burned down the city, destroyed the beautiful temple, and broke down the walls that surrounded the great city. Many of the Israelites who had already returned helped to rebuild the temple, but the wall, the wall that surrounded Jerusalem was still in shambles. No one had done anything to repair it. And so Nehemiah had a burden. His burden was to repair the wall surrounding Jerusalem. Have you ever had a burden? Do you know what it means to have a burden for something? To have a burden for something means that there is something very important that you feel you need to do. It's so important that you will do whatever you can to make sure it happens. Nehemiah felt just how important it was to rebuild the wall surrounding Jerusalem. Back in those days, the walls surrounding a city were its protection. They symbolized strength and prosperity for a city. The walls were a safety against invaders, but the walls also reminded the people inside who they were and to whom they belonged. Without the walls, Jerusalem was open to invasion again by its enemies. Nehemiah saw the need and he saw that no one else was stepping up to fix it, so he would. I'm going to let him tell you again in his own words what he did when he first arrived in Jerusalem. Here is what Nehemiah said. I went to Jerusalem, and after staying there three days, I set out during the night with a few others. I had not told anyone what my God had put in my heart to do for Jerusalem. There were no horses with me except the one I was riding on. By night I went out through the valley gate toward the jackal well and the dung gate, examining the walls of Jerusalem which had been broken down and its gates which had been destroyed by fire. Then I moved on toward the fountain gate and the king's pool, but there was not enough room for my horse to get through. So I went up the valley by night, examining the wall. Finally I turned back and re-entered through the valley gate. The officials did not know where I had gone or what I was doing, because as yet I had said nothing to the Jews or the priest or nobles or officials or any others who would be doing the work. Then I said to them, You see the trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins, and its gates have been burned with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem, and we will no longer be in disgrace. I also told them about the gracious hand of my God on me, and what the king had said to me. They replied, let us start building. So they began this good work. But then some of the outsiders who'd been living in the land said, what are you doing? They mocked us and ridiculed us. They asked, are you rebelling against the king? I answered them by saying, the God of heaven will give us success. We, his servants, will start rebuilding. But as for you, you have no share in Jerusalem or any claim or historic right to it. And then 
Nehemiah came up with one of the greatest plans of all. He organized the Israelites to each take a section of the wall and work to repair it. The wall surrounding Jerusalem was too big and too long for just one person to repair. Nehemiah gathered the people together and assigned each Israelite family a portion of the wall to repair. And in this way, the wall began to be repaired in no time at all. Eliashib, the high priest, and his fellow priests went to work and rebuilt the sheep gate. They dedicated it and set its doors in place, building as far as the Tower of the Hundred, which they dedicated, and as far as the Tower of Hananel. The men of Jericho built the adjoining section, and Zakur, son of Imri, built next to them. The fish gate was rebuilt by the sons of Hassanah. They laid its beams and put its doors and bolts and bars in place. Merimoth, son of Uriah, the son of Hazak, repaired the next section. And next to him, Meshulam, son of Berechiah, made repairs. And next to him, Zadok, son of Banah, also made repairs. The next section was repaired by the men of Tekoa. The Jishana gate was repaired by Joyada, son of Baseah, and Meshulam, son of Basodia. They laid its beams and put its doors with their bolts and bars in place. Next to them, repairs were made by men from Gibeon and Mitzpah. Uziel, one of the goldsmiths, repaired the next section, and Hananiah, one of the perfume makers, made repairs next to that. They restored Jerusalem as far as the broad wall. Rephahiah, son of Hur, ruler of a half-district of Jerusalem, repaired the next section. Adjoining this, Jediah made repairs opposite his house, and Hattish made repairs next to him. Malkijah, son of Harim, and Hashab, son of Pahath, Moab, repaired another section and the Tower of the Ovens. Shalom, son of Halahesh, ruler of a half-district of Jerusalem, repaired the next section with the help of his daughters. The Valley Gate was repaired by Hanan and the residents of Zenoa. They rebuilt it and put its doors with their bolts and bars in place. They also repaired a thousand cubits of the wall as far as the Dung Gate. The Dung Gate was repaired by Machaijah, son of Rechab, ruler of the district of Beth Hakarem. He rebuilt it and put its doors with their bolts and bars in place. The Fountain Gate was repaired by Shalon, son of Kol Jose, ruler of the district of Mitzpah. He rebuilt it, roofing it over and putting its doors and bolts and bars in place. He also repaired the wall of the Pool of Siloam by the King's Garden as far as the steps going down from the city of David. Beyond him, Nehemiah, son of Azbuk, ruler of a half-district of Bethsur, made repairs up to a point opposite the tombs of David, as far as the artificial pool and the house of the heroes. And so, section by section by section, the wall began to take shape and stand again. Phew, truth seekers, those were a lot of names, a lot of Israelite names, men and women who came together to help rebuild sections of the wall of Jerusalem. No one man could do it alone, but together, each a section at a time, they came together to rebuild the wall. The Israelites must have been encouraged when they looked out and saw the strong, tall wall that once surrounded Jerusalem standing again. Dear truth seekers, what is a truth we can find in today's story? Nehemiah showed great leadership. He saw a need and instead of complaining about it, he decided he would do something about it. 
The world needs more leaders like Nehemiah. You are never too young to be a Nehemiah. I'm sure there have been times when you've looked around you to see that there was a problem needing to be solved, but who would solve it? Did you complain about it? Did you point fingers? Did you walk away and say someone else will fix it? Do you know that God has placed leadership abilities in you just like he did Nehemiah? The next time you see a need or see something that needs to be fixed or something that needs to be done, you can be the one to do it. Or if it's too big for you like it was for Nehemiah, you can be the one to find help and encourage others to come together to find a solution. Nehemiah rallied the Israelites to come together. Without Nehemiah, they would have just kept living in their homes and going about their business while the wall laid in ruins. Nehemiah came and encouraged them and spoke life into them and said, let's come together and each person take a section of the wall and it won't be so bad. You know, maybe the Lord has placed a burden on your heart, just like he did Nehemiah, a burden where you know that God is calling you to help in some way. What is something God has placed upon your heart, a need that you see that you want to help with? Ask God to show you how he wants to use you, just like he did Nehemiah, to help lead others to find solutions to problems, to work together, to build, to encourage, and to help. God will give you exactly what you need as you step out in faith, just as Nehemiah did. God supplied Nehemiah with everything he needed when he took that step of faith. God will show you too just what he wants you to do, and he will give you what you need to do it. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you've called us to partner with you. You let us be leaders and helpers just like you did Nehemiah. You could have repaired that wall all by yourself because you are God, but you chose to let Nehemiah help and call others to help. Show us where you want us to lead and give us the wisdom to lead well. Help us to see where there is a need and to be the ones to step up to help when help is needed. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Truth Seekers, you know what time it is. It's time to read some reviews. Here we go. This review comes from That Spencer Wife. She says, as a mama of five children, it has been a priority for me to find supplements to our own biblical teaching here at home. I was thrilled to discover your podcast and have loved the biblical accuracy and the lessons, truths presented in each account of scripture. The character traits introduced in each episode makes it so simple for young children to understand. Thank you for this ministry. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. I love hearing that the podcast is coming into your home um, with you and your children listening and gleaning from it. So thank you. All right. This says, I'm Maddie and I'm six years old. I love, love, love this podcast and I give it one million stars and one million hearts. We like to listen to it in the car and one of my favorite stories is the story of Esther. Thank you for making this podcast. Maddie, thank you for the million stars and the million hearts. I love it. Thank you so much for listening. All right, this next review says, thank you, my name is Genesis and I am eight years old. My sister's name is Eva and she is six years old. Thank you so much. Our favorite episode is Jacob and Issa. God bless. Well, God bless you, Genesis and Eva. Okay, this next review says, my daughter Evelyn really enjoys listening to this podcast. We started during the Advent series and have been listening ever since. My daughter says, my favorite episode is the one with David and Goliath. I would give you a thousand hundred billion stars and a heart smiley face if I could. 
I love your Bible stories. It helps me get up in the morning and learn about God every day. I always listen after school and in the evening. Thank you for the True Seekers Bible stories. I'm five years old and I live in Ohio. Well, thank you, Evelyn, for the thousand hundred billion stars. I mean, that is very generous of you. And I love that you love David and Goliath. So thank you so much for listening. This next review says, we listen to this podcast every morning before we start our school day. All my kids, ages eight to two, love to sit and listen to this. That is from B Borders. So thank you very much. Okay, this next review says, my name is Bo and I am um, an eight-year-old boy that lives in St. Louis, Missouri. I love listening to this podcast on the way to school. I like listening to God's word and learning more about him. I think it is the best podcast ever. This podcast blesses me and my family when we listen to it. Listening to this podcast is my favorite thing to do. And every minute, I just want to turn it on and listen to all of it. Well, that is so exciting, Bo. Thank you so much for leaving that review. And I love that you're from St. Louis, Missouri. I used to live in Springfield, Missouri a long time ago, and I'd always drive through St. Louis. So thank you for that review, Bo. All right. This next review simply says, amazing. That's from M. Don. So thank you, M. Don. This next review says, our family loves listening anytime we drive. My name is Oliver, and this is my very favorite podcast. So that is from, I want to say this correctly, the Shad Kids, Shad. Um, And so Oliver is five years old, and he left that uh, message. He says this is his very favorite podcast. So thank you, Oliver. Thank you guys for listening. All right. This review says, hi, this is Jackeen Fellows. I am 11 years old, and I'm the oldest of six kids. I love your podcast. I listen to it every night before I go to bed. Please do not stop making your stories. My favorite story is Samson. I love that you make the story so easy for children to understand. Thank you so much for making this podcast. Well, thank you very much for listening, and thank you for that review. And I wanted to give a shout out to Henry. I don't think I did that last week. And so I want to give a shout out to Henry. He says, hello, my name is Henry and I am four. I wanted to tell you that I live in Columbus, Ohio, and I love the podcast. My favorite one is Adam and Eve. I listen every day. Thank you so much, Henry. And I love that you went all the way back to Adam and Eve. It's a good one. So thank you for listening. All right. Finally, I have a message um, that came in on February 5th. So I apologize. I'm a little late in responding here, but um, it says, hi, Sherilyn. My name is Isaiah Weeb. I believe that's how you say it. I am five years old and I'm from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. I love listening to your podcast every day at breakfast with my mom and baby sister. I always ask for one more. I really enjoy your voice and that I can listen every day. My favorite story is where Jacob wrestles with the angel. Thank you, Isaiah. I love that one too. And then Isaiah's mom says, as Isaiah's mom, this podcast has been such an answer to prayer. I've been yearning and praying for some way to encourage and grow my son spiritually at home in a way that he will enjoy. And this has been exactly it. He is so interested in the stories and this spurs him to ask lots of questions. It is so encouraging to see truth being poured into my son. And I've witnessed the results of it already in our daily life. Thank you so much for what you are doing. It has um, been made such a huge impact. Sincerely, Isaiah and his mom. Well, Isaiah and mom, thank you so much for that message. And I 
I just wanted to make sure I gave you a shout out. I apologize that it's been a little while since I've got back to you. So thank you guys for sending in messages, for the reviews, for the comments. If it takes me a little bit to get back to you, I apologize, but I try to get back to everyone. So thank you all for just the love and support that you continue to show for this podcast and for this ministry and for God, how God is using it. So I love you guys, bless you, and I look forward to our time together next week.